King's Chaos, episode 10, take one. Action. Cut, let's run it again. King's Chaos, episode 10, take 112. Action. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to King's Chaos. I am your host, Kyle Pepitone, a.k.a. the Kingpin parentheses of spades, and today I am joined with another special guest. Howdy. How's it I'm going? Trevor. I'm Trevor Joya, the former host of Geekly. Oh. So, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. I, I'm a um, filmmaking major at Montclair State University. I love talking about movies. I love talking about pop culture. So this should be a fun time. Yep. And I, I, spe I specifically scouted you out for this topic because I knew you were big on movies. I mean, when your name is the film nerd in the Discord, kind of makes it obvious. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of obvious. Um yeah, I've seen over 700 movies in my lifetime. Wow, really? Yeah. Now, yes. does that count reruns? Like, rewatching the same movie, or 700 unique movies? Uh, that doesn't count reruns. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't think I could even keep track of, at that point... I, I did Letterbox, so I kind of put it together and just said, okay, these are most of the movies that I remember watching, uh -huh. but some I don't remember watching. Right. That's still a very impressive number, though. Yeah. And if you haven't figured it out yet, today we are going to be talking about movies, movie theaters, and streaming services, because, you know, in light of everything that's happened in 2020... Movie theaters are something that's kind of up in the air. Yeah, kind of. Kind of up in the air. It's it's very complicated, and I, I know so much about it because I keep up to date with it. Yeah. So I think we should start off since movie theaters are kind of reopening in some sense, not to their full capacity, but they're much more open than they were come, like, March. But that being said... In spite of all this, what was the last movie you were able to see in theaters? <laughs> uh, I actually saw a movie in October. Oh, really? I saw a Tenet in October because my brain was almost going to be the point that I needed to watch a movie. Yeah, I get that. Was uh, it Was yeah. it any good? Because I, I kind of wanted to see that, but I never got the it, chance. It was okay it wasn't the best movie to watch but it was still worth it to watch in imax understandable yeah yeah that's cool for me it's a toss-up between the two because i forget i know roughly the dates i saw both of them and they were kind of around the same time it was my hero academia uh heroes rising or fantasy island and I really don't want to believe Fantasy Island was the last movie I saw in theaters. Because I did no. not enjoy it that much. No, I, I could tell that movie was going to be bad. I, yeah. I could tell. I, I just... When when you see enough movies like me, there's a reason why I don't... I avoid certain movies. Like the yeah, play. that's true. But. 
I don't know. It seemed interesting, but then I found out it was a like readaptation of a television show, and I'm like, okay, that my expectations are a lot lower now. Yeah, it was a really weird adaptation. I didn't watch it. I personally, the last movie I saw in theaters before the pre-Dark Times, yeah, I, I saw um, Invisible Man. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw that one not in theaters, though. It was a really good movie. I saw it in theaters on opening nights because I'm a Universal Monsters fan. Nice. I I loved it, and I, if if I... I have a coffee table book about Universal Monsters. I'm one of those kids. Oh, I have cool. my posters lying the wall. Yeah, I see that. That's a lot of cool. It's, uh, I see Indiana Jones, uh, Winter Soldier, is that? Yeah, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Nice. Um, all Most of them I got from working at a movie theater. Oh, cool. I, I guess that would be a pretty cool place to work if you love yeah. movies, right? Yeah. Good to know. Now, let's see. So, now we've gotten pre-pandemic. We now know that what movies we saw last. And now, when the pandemic struck, we weren't at a total loss because stats show that a lot of streaming services, pretty much all of them except, like, Quibi, like, had a huge boost in, like, um, audience in the pandemic time. So, I think that's pretty cool that we weren't completely cut off from movies and TV shows since everything got shut down, but it comes to the point of asking, is our streaming services better than the actual theater? In my personal opinion, no. Yeah. In my personal opinion, no. Um, nothing can ever replicate. You can have the same replication of sitting in a movie theater when you have like a home theater and stuff. Right. But it's not the same feeling. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like... For me, like sitting in a dark room and saying to myself, I want to watch this movie, can't look at my phone, can't look at the time, can't look at this, have zero distractions, just a window into another dimension. And that's how I say to people, like, movies are like that. I have a learned disability, and it's the one place where my brain just slows down to the point where I can actually watch a movie and actually clear my mind. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's, a, that's, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about, like, getting into it, like, actually being transported into another world, like, going to the theater, and you're actually free of the temptation of distractions. Because, like, you're watching a streaming service, and I understand what you're saying, like, oh, my phone's right in front of me. I guess I'll just look at Instagram while the movie's playing. Like, one of the more boring parts of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard not to, like, want to focus, want to drive focus away from, like, your screen... You're right. watching something and you have to like, and you're looking at your phone and you're looking at this. A movie is like, turn off your cell phone, do this, you're into the experience. Exactly. It's just, it's just nothing can ever replace that. Like, that is true. Sitting in a dark room, being surrounded by people and just being like, okay, this is a movie. This is my experience. Yeah. And it's kind of like a shared experience as well. Like, everybody in that room is there to see the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've I've had so many experiences. I, I, I'll get into it a little bit later. But I, I have a lot of experiences with movies that will make you, like, be like, that's crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of a movie person, too. But the only problem is 
I don't have enough time, like, I don't make enough time for myself to, like, watch TV and movies, so I enjoy movies. I enjoy, like, all the special effects and stuff like that. I should as an animator or animation major, but I'm, I'm nowhere near the level you are, and I feel inferior now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's for me, it's just, like, I don't do a lot of things. I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of, like, partying. I don't do anything crazy. Right. I I just go to the movies. I don't do I do schoolwork, go to the movies. That's it. And read. Honestly, I would almost say that's better than partying. <laughs> like, I'm one of those people. Like, I can sit in a movie theater and be happy. That's it. Yeah. But some people they need that interaction. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I'm in that same boat. I'm not big on like, actually like conversing with people. I like sharing an experience of a movie with, like, a friend or something, but, like, full-on parties and conversations, not my thing. Yeah, like, like the whole, like, movie theaters as an experience is just, like, it's so insane. It's so awesome. Yeah. And it's one of the few things that I tell people, like, I grew up watching it. I grew up, like, age nine going to the movie theaters. Oh, wow. Nice. Like, really little. Because... It was the one place that it was just relaxing for me. Yeah. Like, I saw Star Wars The Clone Wars in theaters. I remember oh, watching that in theaters. I remember watching the 2005 King Kong movie in theaters. After I got my black, after I got a, a belt in Taekwondo, I went to go see King Kong in theaters. Oh, cool. I, <laughs> I remember watching Casino Royale in 2006 the James Bond movie, which was not appropriate for a nine-year-old to watch that movie. Yeah. It has a torch. It has a bunch of scenes that's not appropriate. But for uh. me, like, I know it's not real. I know it's not fake. Right. And I know it's not reality. But to me, it was like that one place where I'm just like, this is awesome. This is just like, my mom, my parents, like, like, love the fact that I love movies but they don't know how to handle me sometimes yeah but the thing is it was really fun going to the movies it was a really fun time yeah I could like, I could imagine that I, I kind of get something like that but I don't think I was going to the movies at that young of an age I also can't remember much at that point so who knows <laughs> but now do you feel like you, you already said not really but how do you how does that experience hold up to the streaming services like do you get something somewhere in the ballpark when watching movies through like netflix hulu hbo max disney Plus, and we'll get to the long list of them later but uh, do you have that same feeling with the uh, streaming no i don't i i have like people talk about like Oh, did you see The Irishman last year? Or did you see that movie on streaming service? And I'm like, no, because it's hard for me to get into a movie that I can pause and, and play and, like, skip forward for scenes. Yeah, that's true. I don't like having that control. I don't. Putting me in control of the time and, like, how long this movie should go on for is right. not a good idea. It's not. Yeah, I... Once again, something else I didn't really think about when it came to streaming, but yeah, um, 
having control of how long, like, when you can stop it, fast forward through this, skip the intro for a TV show, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I never, so, yeah, I never thought about that because I never really utilize those controls. I'll just pretty much watch it through unless, like, something comes up and I have to go somewhere. Then I'm like, okay, pick this up later. So for me, because I have a bit of a faster brain and because I can't relax, right? I actually don't, I actually need that, like, I don't want the controls. I need somebody else in control, not, like, showing me, like, like being in a dark room is awesome, but just not sitting in front of my laptop and pressing play and pause and like skipping through scenes. Right. That's harder for me. Yeah, I, like, I can understand that. The like for me, the only way like I only use it a lot because I have a tendency to commentate on things happening on screen. I've been told it's very annoying to people who are <laughs> around me. But, like, when I'm watching a movie by myself and something happens, I will pause it and commentate something and laugh for, like, a solid minute and a half at my own joke. <laughs> I I do that with really bad movies. Yeah. Like, really bad movies. Like, like I think the last movie I did that with was a really bad horror movie that me and my friend were watching. We just kept making the worst jokes possible at it. <laughs> And we got to the point where we just said, this movie's getting really bad and it's becoming like a student film at this point. Oh, yeah. It's a really bad student film. And we felt so bad for everybody who made it that we just started being like, you know what, this is bad. Let's just talk. Let's just watch other things. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So now, like I mentioned before, we, well, like we said, we don't think streaming services are superior to the theaters it's two completely different experiences and yeah. what i when i mentioned that um in earlier uh i mentioned a whole long list of streaming services that are now available and that wasn't even all of them i only yeah. mentioned netflix hulu hbo disney plus amazon prime video and who knows what else there is <laughs> like i i can tell you all the ones that i I can tell you the one that I mainly pay for, which is HBO Max. Right. My family. <laughs> I I got my family has Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. Wow. I I think I'm somewhere in that same boat. I think my family has Netflix definitely. Uh, we just got Disney Plus again, I believe, which is great because I haven't finished watching Mandalorian yet. Um. And I think we get Prime Video. That one I have to check on, yeah. but I never use it, so I wouldn't know. But with all those different companies making yeah. different uh, content that are available on different platforms, one almost has to ask, is it too much at this point? Because the whole point of like Netflix, when that first came out, was you can watch all this stuff for this price every month. But now it's like you can only watch this one on this platform and this one on this platform, and you got to yeah. buy all them if you want to see everything. So it's so, almost like it's more expensive than movies now. It's kind of like a cable. Like it's weirdly like becoming like cable almost. Right, yeah. And cord cutters, I, I respect them. I just don't. Like for me, like I only will pay for two. That's it. And yeah. the, the two that I will pay for is Disney Plus and HBO Max. Those are the two I want. Those are the two I need. I think yeah. the rest, 
in the long term, I've said this at the start. The the early two, you know, I start. I said Netflix has really big problems right. when it comes to original content. They put quality. They put quantity over quality. Yeah. They they have a lot of shows, but their quality is all over the place. You'll get a few like really good ones, and then you get a billion bad ones, a billion a few mediocre ones. Yeah. Ones that aren't hitting with the right people. Exactly. Um, like me, Stranger Things, and then like Hubby Halloween. Yeah. You can have that, and then like you look at like Hulu, which is more really niche, but it's still not the best thing ever. Right. And it has really big problems. Amazon Prime Video is basically the wild, wild west of streaming services. <laughs> Anybody can put anything on Amazon Prime Video. That's it, plain simple. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Like, I don't like that, but that's just me. Like, I literally saw a. Prime video movie for Santa Jaws. Uh, I'm sorry, to, for what? Santa Jaws. Like oh! A, like a movie about a Santa wearing hat, a jaw, a shark wearing a Santa hat. What? Yes. Somebody made that? Yeah, somebody actually made that. Interesting. But, but the funny thing is this. It's just like, at the end of the day, I don't think... Amazon Prime is worth it for the free shipping but it's not fully worth it for every single show on there right there's only like, like two really good shows and that's it yeah the expanse and the boys that's it i i want to watch the boys I haven't gotten a chance to get around to it yet but may, maybe i'll find time <laughs> but to me disney plus and they send their investors day they, they send their investors day thing if you watched it which was insane they said they want quality over they want quality over quantity that's what bob Iger said and listen they did a phenomenal job with the mandalorian and they're really doing a good job hbo max is kind of like the competitor to that and i think hbo max right. somebody brought it up on i think on the hbo max subreddit they said um hbo max is kind of like the early two th the 2010s netflix because it's just so good with so much content like, yeah. they recently just added Batman the Animated Series. To HBO Max? Yep. Hmm. Like, Getting higher on my list. Like, they added um, a bunch of Cartoon Network shows. I'm not going to advertise it, but for me, it's definitely one of the things that I like about it is because they're starting to move their DC Universe stuff over to that, that platform. Okay. So, like, all the DC stuff, not all of it, but a lot of DC stuff is going over to HBO Max? Like, season four of Young Justice. There's a there's a fourth season coming out? Yep, supposedly. I gotta catch up then. <laughs> uh, I watched the first two seasons, and they were so good. Season three is so far really good. Uh, I gotta, I haven't seen it yet. But, but, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that I say to, I say Netflix isn't as good as it used to be. Yeah, I, I think I can agree with that. And I think a lot of people can too because I think once they started putting out original content, things started to roller coaster because they have like their highs and their lows. They'll have like, like I said, Stranger Things. That was a huge hit. But then you'll get something like, um, for lack of a better example, Hubby Halloween, like I said, that yeah. Adam Sandler movie that they put out. And Well, they wanted to put it out and, they all, and I also think 
the reason I, I also think it was kind of like a spite towards the Academy. Oh, right. Because he didn't he win could, anything for Uncut Gems, right? He should have won. I, I sit there and say to myself, he should have won. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, it's just, it's, it's becoming like cable. Like, right. It's becoming like cable, and that's the problem with cable. There was too many shows, there was too many content, and there's too much things. There's only about three solid, there's only about three solid companies. The rest, I don't trust to an inch of my life. Very but, true, because... Oh, go ahead. It, it's it's at the end of the day, like it's like, it's like, user interface, what's on there and what's going to work and what's also going to make people want to keep that streaming service. Right. That's the questions that they should be asking themselves. And I think Disney Plus is Disney Plus, HBO Max is doing that. Netflix is just I don't know what Netflix is doing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Netflix basically got rid of... Netflix is one of those things that I just don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 I don't know how accurate this is now, but, like, back in, when I graduated high school, so, like, two mm -hmm. years ago at this point, uh, my marketing teacher, I, I think my marketing teacher told me that, like, at the time, Netflix was making, like, zero profit because everything they made, they poured into original content. Yeah, they they were making a lot of original content, and I, I I basically was in community college, and, and yeah, they still were making original content, but they were starting to see, you were starting to see a lot of flaws in Netflix over time. Yeah, you weren't just starting to see like, oh, they're the big company now. No, everybody and their mother started streaming, started putting together streaming service. Yeah, that's true. Because, like I said before, the uh, uh, Quibi had a short run that they were trying to do. They were trying to make a mobile streaming service w for, like, only 10 minutes worth of content per episode. And yeah. it was, like, the one and only streaming service that didn't shoot up in ratings because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic and because, like... I, I was listening to a podcast, um, not not a podcast, but just a video on Quibi, and they said, yeah, Quibi had really big problems because the editing of it was vertical and also yeah. horizontal, which drove editors nuts, and they did not like that. I could imagine. And <laughs> I'm like, speaking as a filmmaker, that's not a good mix. And from what I saw of the content, from what I heard about the content, it was not good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think I heard. I Like, I've only seen ads. They, like, poured a bunch into marketing. But other than that, I knew nothing about it. Because it was run by Jeffrey Katzenberg, who is a former DreamWorks, and DreamWorks CEO. Right. And I, I felt the whole thing was just, like, them trying to compete with YouTube. But yeah. the problem with that is just, like, YouTube was already... 10 billion steps ahead of them <laughs> and also like free for everybody and also free for everybody but the but the quibi thing was just it's so like if you saw some of the content on it um it was just it's the kind of stuff that you would not want to watch at all oh really yeah wow it, it was just like you just sat there and said to yourself i can make better content as a filmmaker and an animation major <laughs> Yeah, maybe. 
If you can sit there and be like, I can make better, that says a lot. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So now we've kind of almost been bashing <laughs> streaming services. I feel a little bad because they're not all bad, but I feel like there's some things that we can like discuss that are like kind of the high points that like yeah. they beat out with theaters because we've, we've kind of talked a lot that like uh, all the streaming services now are kind of like the equivalent to cable and we kind of stepped away from them being a rival to theaters because yeah. like we said like the whole point of streaming service at the beginning was like to kind of inch away from cable just to watch the shows you want to watch but now with all these different varieties it's kind of become the next cable yeah now we're going to compare streaming services to the cinemas because i think there are pros and cons of each obviously we've determined the cinema is worlds better than streaming from your home just the experience alone but i think there are other aspects that we can talk about that like can kind of give it a fair fight there, there are things that personally like i don't like about theaters but um yeah there there are a lot of things that people don't talk about with movie theaters that are really big problems so the first one i thought of me being me was um you don't have to sneak snacks into the theaters that was my big pro for streaming services. Like, I worked at a movie theater. They don't care if you sneak snacks in just as long as they don't see it. Yeah. They don't care. Like, they don't. That's good to know. Yeah. Like, it's it's more like if we see, like, you carrying a whole pizza into the movie theater, yes, we're going to stop you. If but if you don't it, see it, then it's okay. But if we don't see it, we don't care. We don't like. We don't care if you're sneaking a whole like barbecue um, snack or just a whole barbecue dinner. I don't care as long as I don't see it. I don't care. But just clean up after yourselves. Yeah. That's it. I, I think just, that's fair. But then on the yeah. other hand, with the movie theater snacks that everyone is like, oh, they're so overpriced. What What are your thoughts on those? That actually goes to the movie theaters. Um, the um, reason why cost of popcorn are so high and people complain about it is because of the cost of the th of running a theater is really right. expensive That's and true. there's no easy way around it there's no way to say like oh yeah it's nice to have like it'd be nice to have five cent and nice to be have like a dollar popcorn but we don't live in that type of economy we don't unfortunately right. Because a lot of, like, the ticket sales go more to, like, the studios and stuff, right? Yeah, the ticket sales go more for the studios and more and go to the um, the companies that made the movie. Right. And there's no sense of, like, trickle-down economics where the ticket sales go to the movie theaters. They also, they sometimes have to make, even the independent theaters, they have to make their money in concessions. Right. So that's why people are like, oh, it's so ridiculous to buy tickets, buy popcorn. Yeah. I'm like, the tickets are, should be brought down. They should be. Yeah. But the popcorn, I, unfortunately, the concession prices are the concession prices for the theater. Right. Which, I, if you put it in that respect, uh, perspective, it's pretty reasonable. It is pretty reasonable because would you rather, like, have the theaters not make money and be out of business and all that stuff? Yeah, exactly. No, personally, I don't. But, yeah, another... I, I think the other thing is that people don't talk about, which is um, 
the fact that I've seen people you you don't have to get a, you can get away with watching an R-rated movie and not being called out for it. Like in say, theaters or streaming? In streaming. Yeah. So like I couldn't watch like for a good example I couldn't watch Terminator in theaters back in the day if I was like 16 or like Right. Or like younger than that, I couldn't do that. But the thing is, if I have a streaming service, I can watch Terminator. Very true. And, and not like be called out for it, and not have the feeling of oh my, of like oh I'm watching an R-rated movie. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts? On the R-rated stuff, not. I'm not too sure because I've never really been called out for it i've never gone into movies not of the age most of the movies i watch to begin with are all pg-13 so i have i have actually i have actually sneaked into a movie once oh really yeah an r-rated movie oh what movie was it i think the hangover part two oh nice um yeah the the film the, the the theater people didn't care it was like a local theater so they didn't care yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think the other thing is that you don't realize how much money goes, how much money goes down the toilet when you start going to the movies. Yeah, like how you much money know. you're spending as a person. Ooh, man. <laughs> if If I could tell you how much money I spent at the movie theaters, I could probably buy a new camera by now. <laughs> I could. Um, Maybe. <laughs> I um. I have ways of figuring out which movie theaters to go to. Right. And which places not to avoid and which places to, what times to go to and all that stuff. Right. It's the logistics of it. And I don't think a lot of people are like, oh, like, they just go to, they just get up and say, I'm going to go watch a movie here. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. With me, it's just like, it's like, okay, we're going to watch it here because it has better prices. It has this and this and this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a much more smarter and economic way to think about it. Because whenever I go see a movie, I'm like, okay, there's this one movie theater I know in all of the planet. So we're just going to go there for the umpteenth hundred time. I've seen, I have, because I live in Burton County, I have about seven movie theaters I can go to. Oh, wow. Really? nice it's good to keep your options open yeah because let's say if i don't want to go see a movie like that's worth it like five bucks i go see it at like a cheap movie theater that's interesting or if i want to see a movie like a big blockbuster go to amc garden state plaza yeah but that's just me because i'm slightly crazy um i've it's it's weirdly like people who say to me like how come you can figure out how much money you're spending at the movies i'm like because i've been going there for so long and i have the movie tickets apps downloaded on my phone and i've actually bought tickets pre-tickets before and done a lot of things before oh cool yeah so now with that being said what are your thoughts on like um marathons matinees and then the streaming equivalent of like binge watching 
Matinees are fun. Five dollars for a movie that I don't that I matinees are great. They are. Yeah. If you want to watch a movie that you don't know if you want to watch it, you don't know how you feel about it. I personally go watch it on a matinee. Right. In a small theater that I don't care about, I just watch it. That's what I did with Batman v Superman. That's what I did with a few handful of movies. If I didn't fully trust the movie, I would go see it on a matinee. Oh, okay. So, for me, like, I don't like having that equivalent on streaming. Like, where you can search for a dollar bin and be like, that doesn't look as good. Like, right. As, as a filmmaker, I'm just like, the dialogue doesn't sound right. The tone doesn't sound right. All this bunch of stuff that I pick out. Right. A normal a normal film goer does not pick out all of the stuff that I pick out. Like, okay, that's what you're saying. It's normal film. Normal people just go say, "Let's go watch the new Quentin Tarantino movie," right? Not knowing what it is about. And to me, when I watch when I watch a movie like that, I know every single thing that I want to see in that. Right. As a film fan and a fan of movies. Okay. Like, I could tell you like, I how I like. There's ways to avoid movies. I know how to avoid them. <laughs> But it took years and years of practice to figure that stuff out. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> like, it doesn't just be like, okay, I can watch a movie and be like, okay. Yeah. That's the same thing I do with streaming services. Like, like, is the dialogue right? Are the characters speaking the right way? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? It's a bunch of things you, I ask myself when I watch a TV show right. or movie. Yeah, I, I've noticed recently, I kind of do something like that, but more like with special effects, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hmm, that's not, that's not real. Stunt double, CGI. Yeah, it's like, it's like you can go, in, if you like know the process, you can start pointing out certain things about it that people don't realize that you can point out. Exactly. And that's my favorite thing about doing that. It's just like, you can walk into a movie and be like, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. And that's not good. Exactly. Yeah. And then people are like, how can you tell? I'm like, I can tell. I, I can tell. I've written a few scripts and they're just, and something's not right there. Right. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Like for people in like our field, we have like that insider information that we can like trivia people on for some people mm-hmm. who might like not have this in kind, this kind of insight. That's kind of what I do with friends and family. Yeah. They hate me about it. <laughs> like, like my best, like my, my friends who really know me, they just say, Trevor, you know too many movies and you talk about movies all the time. Yeah. And like, that's what I do. And then one of the, like, I've seen a few handful of movies with my former best friend and we would just watch a movie and then rip into it or talk about it after the movie when you have these like deeply philosophical conversations right. about the movies and it get to the point where it'd be like, this movie is this, this and this and this and this and this, we would have like a whole film essay done by the time we're at home. Really? Like, in the car. We would have like a full like essay about like what we thought about the movie. We would have reviews. We would have like rants about certain moments, how we didn't like that scene, how we thought that scene was not good. <laughs> It'd get into full moments where you just say to yourself, 
are we too much nerds to like not understand the fact that this is just a movie and not like nah. and not like a real life thing? You're and fine. We've we've done that before. We're just like, are we getting too nerdy? Like, <laughs> like I, I've I I've really had a conversation with one of my friends where it became to the point that we start disagreeing on a certain point in the movie. Right. And we started yelling at each other. Like actually yelling at each other. Really? On how intense, like we just didn't like how he thought one scene should have gone that way and I should and I said it should have gone this way. It went oh. like that. Interesting. Like that's what happens when you put two filmmakers in a room and they just start debating about a movie. <laughs> it just turns into eventually it turns into like one side is right, the other side's wrong. Yeah. That's like the one and only debate I would watch. <laughs> like, I, I've had so many good experiences with movies rather than streaming services because I've, I've had a lot of good experiences with movies. Right, yeah. Streaming services, yeah, I can, like, watch them. I can, like, sit them at home, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's almost it's like not, a not-as-good substitute. It's like... Yeah, it's like there are pros to it. Like you can sit at home, you can wear what you want. You don't have to do this. You don't have to feel the need to like like do a bunch of things. You And it's just like streaming services have the really good points where there's a lot of good content on there. But there's also really good points about movie theaters. And there's also really good points about streaming service. But they're both I, – I kind of like – it's kind of like comparing – I said it to – to somebody about movies and streaming at home i said it's comparing apples to oranges right they're the fruit they're fruit but they're not the same fruit exactly they taste they can sound like they taste the same but they're not the same right like they have fully different experiences streaming is more about like watching it and like and like binge watching it and that's not like the same thing as like sitting in a movie theater for two hours and watching a movie or watching like a like game of thrones was put up in imax and that was awesome oh really and i think yeah it was season four yeah season four was put up in imax i didn't get to watch it because i was not a game of thrones fan by the time um but i do like the idea of like yeah, I want to see more stuff like that down the line, but now it's not going to happen because reasons. Yeah, exactly. But I do like the idea of seeing more stuff like that. Yeah. But that will never happen. Um, personally, like, like, one of the things that I like is, like, yeah, some of the streaming originals are really good. Like, some of them are really good. Yeah, I've got praises for a few of them, and then, like, there are some I won't even touch with, like, a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Like, I I think the best one for me is The Mandalorian. Yeah, as, I might have to agree. As a Star Wars fan, it actually made me cry. <laughs> it actually did make me cry. Really? Because if... Season 2 especially made me on the verge of tears... Uh, well, I wouldn't say anything yet. It's still pretty new. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. It's It put me on the verge of tears because it was so beautiful. I'm just like, this is the Star Wars I've always wanted to see in my life. 
Star Wars we didn't really get with the last few movies. Except for Rogue One, but Rogue One was a little bit off. Yeah. And I and I do say to people, yes, Rogue One was good, but it could have been better. Yeah, I agree with that. Like it it could have been better. It just could have. And the weird thing about the Mandalorian is just like it's so complex and I love it. Yeah. Like I love I love like sitting there as a Star Wars fan and being like that's this, that's this, that's this. Oh my! And it's just, you're just watching. And you're just like, yeah. your brain is like overloaded on like information of like this is Star Wars, right? Like I haven't. One of my favorite one. I I can't say one of my favorite episodes, but one of my favorite things about it is the fact that it harkens back to things that we didn't think we would ever see in live action, right? Like, we didn't think we would ever see this in live action. We didn't think we would ever see that in live action. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And have you seen, I, I, I don't know, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I say to people like, Mandalorian is a gem. And that's why I love it about it. Yes, it's definitely, what, I've what, only, I'm only like two episodes two three episodes into season two because i'm not good at keeping up on things so i don't know exactly well i had somebody tell me what happened because i didn't think i was ever going to get to watch the end of it but now i can now i have the opportunity to the only thing now is finding the time to for me i i have nothing but time i just write i just do schoolwork and that's it yeah that's not and with like winter break i'm sure that gives you a lot more time um the weird thing is like that's not one of my favorite streaming shows oh mandalorian isn't it's it's up there but it's not the one that i like say to people like the show that i absolutely loved and been watched multiple times is person of interest Uh person of interest i i cannot it's not on Netflix. It's 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 currently up in the air, but it's going to be on HBO Max, which I can't wait. Um, it's from J.J. Abrams and Jonathan Nolan, right? And I love that show. I just I've seen it five times at least. Oh wow! It's twenty, like season up to season four is like twenty free episodes. Oh wow, that's not a lot for four seasons. No, um, no, up to season three is four is twenty free episodes. Oh. Up to season four and five. That's that's. I think it gets less. But oh, really you mean you, okay? You meant episodes per season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is that's a standard amount then. But would that would you say that was like your favorite streaming favorite show you've seen on streaming, uh, on a streaming service? I have a mix of few. All right. I have, I have that. I have Danger Five, which. I can't exactly go into why I love Danger Five because it's kind of not radio friendly. Ah, because it's it's kind of like a nineteen sixties World War World War Two movie World War Two TV show, but okay. so cheesy and so cheesy and just so cheesy to the point that you can that you can just it's kind of like a Batman sixties TV show, <laughs> but done with all the cheesy effects and done with like the worst possible effects you've ever seen in your life. Oh, really? But so good, but yet so bad. 
it's come it's it's kind of like i can't go into every single thing i love about it because it's not at all friendly right um farscape is another one that i started getting into because it's the jim henson company doing puppets work oh wow but they're doing like a space a space show since sci-fi on the sci-fi channel Oh, okay. It was awesome, and it was just so complex. Oh, and it cool. makes you quite, and it makes you question who these, who is the real bad guy and who's the real good guy in the story. Yeah. And the other show is from Canada, the Great White North. It's called Letterkenny. Oh, what, what's that one about? Because I see you wrote it a few times over here. Um, Letterkenny is a show that I heard about, but never fully, but. I got into it because I heard it was really funny from one of the radio station people recommended it to me. I was on the floor laughing my head off at how funny it was. It's basically this town of farmers, um, um, hockey players, and other characters. And right. it's just so much funniness and so much weirdness. Like, it's not weirdness. It's more like it's always sunny in Philadelphia version of Canada. <laughs> it's a Canadian version of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but ten times worse. <laughs> but but just the driest comedy you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Like, basically, they don't talk normal. Like, I can't even say any of the quotes because they're so dark and so dry. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was sitting there laughing my head off at one of the characters because he's basically, like, a guy, a hockey player who just chirps at everybody. Interesting. No, like, makes really good insults at people. Oh, that kind like, of chirp. Got really it. good, really good insults. Like, the kinds that will just deep wound you to the point that you'll be like, oh. Oof. You want to fight with him. Wow, that actually <laughs> sounds very interesting. It's it's it was on it's on Hulu. Okay. But yeah, like I I saw that you were watching The Flash. Yes. I I I missed the whole first season cuz I saw it. I'm it was all posted all over billboards everywhere. I'm like, "Hey, that looks like a cool show. I should watch that." Year passes. I missed the first season. I'm like, "Ah." And then I'm like, I see it on Netflix. I'm like, "You know what? Let's give this a shot." I watched the entire first season in 3 days. And then was caught up for season two. Uh, I, I I actually did watch it when it premiered. Oh, really? I really liked the first season. I really did. And I liked season two because season two is awesome. Yeah. After that, oh my, it, it turns into a show that I just start hating. Yeah, it's, it's teetering a bit in the laser seasons. I'm still caught up, but. It, it it the season that really frustrated me was season four, I think. That was Thinker, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a season where I just gave up on. That's fair. That that season just said to me, you know what? This show is getting so not good. And I started questioning like my sanity after watching a certain episode. When I think when I think like I think I said to myself I don't think that person should have powers. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. I said to myself, that person should not have powers in any sort of way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about. 
I looked at him like, no, she shouldn't have powers. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's weird to be like, yeah, there's some good streaming stuff, but man, there's some stuff that will make you be like questioning your sanity by the end of it. Yeah, there's some stinkers out there. Like, I I try to avoid the stinkers because I don't think I can stand them for like one second. Right. Because. I'm one of the cynical filmmakers who's like, yeah, I can't sit for anything that's bad. I can, that's but it's just hard. Yeah. But I, I think one of the one of the cooler ones on Disney Plus, one of the weirder ones, one of the cool ones that I personally watched was the um I think it was the Secret of Imagineering. Oh, I, I heard that's like that behind the scenes oh, yeah. of Disney one, right? Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, I definitely wanted to check that one out, but my excuse is always not enough time. It's a very lame excuse. It's, like, I weirdly, like, I can tell you what I do is just, like, I give myself, like, let's say, like, an hour in the day or something like that to watch something. Or just, usually I just watch something and just relax. Right. Like, like, during the semester, I would usually watch Survivor. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, during on Hulu because I'm a Survivor nut. But but it's one of those things where it's just, like, you have to find the time. Right, yeah. But the thing is, like, I can understand why. Yeah. Like, finding time is very hard when you're a college student. <laughs> Never have and more true words been spoken. And plus, when you're, like, an animation major or a film major, like, like it's really hard to find time. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but I, I try to make myself have some time to myself so I can actually watch something. Right. So, like, late in the evening or, like, at dinner time after I eat my dinner, I usually watch something. That's good to have. Like, I can watch it. I'm wide awake enough that I'm not going to fall asleep to it. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, that's actually pretty interesting. And I think as we near the end of the episode, we can jump into our final segment, Royalty Recommends. Welcome to Royalty Recommends, the end segment of the show where me and my guests both recommend one thing to our audience. And as always, the guest has first privilege. I would personally recommend Letterkenny. Because I think, for, for me, it's just, it's on Hulu. It's an, it's an amazing comedy if you love dry and very British comedy. It's probably one of the most driest things I've ever seen in my life. It's currently on season nine. It just wrapped season nine. Oh, cool. It is, it is doing so well, and I love everything about it. I definitely think if you love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or if you love British comedy to a certain degree, you're definitely going to enjoy Letterkenny because it's one of the few shows that I can't say everything about it, and I can't give the perfect introduction to that show because the perfect introduction to that show is 
ten times more inappropriate and ten times more rude than anything I've ever seen in my life. It's it's one of the it's it's a really good show to get into. The first season will be a slog, but after that you will it start finding its groove and it's really a fun time. Interesting. And is that is that like Hulu exclusive or it's something that yeah. broadcasts and then they put it on there? It's Hulu exclusive, but okay. it's it's quite honestly it's worth it. I could imagine, yeah. Yeah. So for my royalty recommends, it's a bit of an old one actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But recently I was watching a YouTube, like a video essay on like what happened during Cartoon Network's like live action phase. And it just sparked something in me, like a hint of nostalgia. And it is the TV show Destroy, Build, Destroy. It was, yeah. like, one of the great... Like, a lot of people make fun of it. Like, that whole live-action Cartoon Network thing. Like, oh, they're like cartoons C- and they're doing this. See and real. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I remember that. I remember just watching, skimming through and being like, oh, there's that on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I recently it. found out in the video... Andrew WK, the guy who hosted Destroy, Build, Destroy, has an actual music career. Like, he has put out, like, several albums and stuff. And I listened to some of them. And they're actually really good. They're somewhere around, like, rock music. They're in the rock music genre. But it's just, it's spark that nostalgia with the fact that, like, I can have more of this now, just in a different sense. And I'm, like, really excited to hear more from him. But... That's like something I had to recommend just because it was wild when I discovered it. Yeah, it's it's I I I grew up in the early I was I'm probably gonna date myself. I was I grew up in the early two thousands. Same. So yeah. I know that whole thing, the whole thing of like CN and all that stuff. Yeah. Me. And the weird thing with CN real, it just felt so weird to have real live action stuff. Right. On Cartoon Network. And Destroy, Build, Destroyed is not... It's a really interesting show because it's so different. Right. It's not like... It felt more like a Discovery Kids show. Yeah, exactly. But, hey. It's it's a good choice. It's a good recommendation. <laughs> yes. The only problem is I have no idea like how people can find it because... It's definitely not on air anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you really are interested in that, uh, I guess you're going to have to do some research. But with that being said, that brings us to the end of another episode of King's Chaos. Thank you once again for coming on. It was great talking with you. I really enjoyed the conversation. Like, I, I had a lot of fun discovering, like, new things about the theater, different things to think about, and obviously a lot of new shows that I got to check out. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I it really itched a bug that I haven't itched in a while, but it was fun. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for watching. Be sure to stay tuned in. Check out the rest of WMSC. And everybody, have a maximum week. Goodbye. That's a wrap, people.